0: I am also recording. You were gonna say video game necrophilia, weren't you?
1: Had to go there. You had to had to go there, buddy, didn't you? I tried to stop you. Well, you're playing, you're
2: playing something after its life cycle is over. What do you call that?
1: Enjoying video games. Sure, like a necrophilia.
2: Oh. <laughs>
0: hey, man. When I play games, it's not sexual unless I'm playing Honey Pop. Anyway.
2: <laughs> hey, I say that as someone who's currently replaying Metroid Other M. So, oof, that's rough. I'm a self-deprecating necrophile. <laughs> no, nope, I can't put that. I can't put that on the nope. internet.
1: No, <laughs> that's gonna just just isolate that. Isolate it. Stop that. Reverse it. I, I had started my recording before I said that. Aw, too. man, lovely.
2: We're still alive, though. So. There's
0: still a chance. Whenever you're ready.
1: Alright. Let's go ahead and do this. Starting Whenever. in. I'm going, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm trying to, There you go. Just in, my, just in my light a little bit. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the episode of the Charge Shot Gamescast. I am your host, Ben, aka The Marvelous Iggy, and joining me is a man who I'm going to murder in one week Justin. Justin, hi. you will die in seven days and joining me is the man are you gonna ring me i'm gonna gonna rim are you gonna put a ring on it rim job you (laughs) um and joining me next is the man who i will murder in three days because he lives closer tyler i'll be long
0: (laughs) gone in three days you'll never catch me i'm the leonardo dicaprio to your tom cruise
1: (laughs) tom hanks tom
0: hanks i'm sorry (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. Catch you me if you can. I never saw that movie, but I re- I remember the trailers for now.
2: I did. Don't they find each other? I at never the end? saw so too mouse. Mouse. What part oh, of it I never of saw? it? No, I wasn't. I wasn't spoiling it. I no, no, asking. I don't care about spoilers. But I'm
1: like, I'm just saying, I never saw it. I <laughs> i I'm I'm like, well, I was asking Tyler because he made the reference, yeah. so I figured he um, knew. Tom Cruise, these nuts. Anyways, we are the Charge Games Gamescast. We are a weekly uh video game podcast dedicated to the games we've been playing and the news we've been reading so let's go ahead and go to justin who's going to explain to me in a 15 page essay why in the blue hell he's playing metroid other m okay good question
2: and well put uh let me start by by saying i was trying to do like a speech and debate thing but that's all i got um i never actually your answer must be in
1: the form of a question. does it does in it do- my in my debate arena it does <laughs> my rules <laughs> okay i didn't know speech and debate was jeopardy but that's it's fine. all game show um, and it's all live stick game show but just get used to it hosted by Levar Burton
2: Levar Burton finally yeah! gets to host jeopardy yes! Did you see that it's exciting yeah so so yeah good job good job Levar um Mr Burton so yes other end. I am playing it to do a video on it um, as i mentioned last week and i think before that Uh, I am basically doing a Metroid retrospective leading into Metroid Dread. Um, But I have two months before, you know, as of August. I have two months before Metroid Dread comes out in October. And I generally try to put out, like, one produced video a month. So I was trying to think of something, like, related to that that I could do for August. Before I start the retrospective. So I decided... To kind of do like a... um, Like a prelude to the full series retrospective by explaining how Other M like just doesn't work as a Metroid game. And what makes good Metroid game design. So like not just... Yeah, I get it. Your your pro controller is real cool. This is an audio podcast, bro. We're also
1: um, a lot. Li- we also live stream our podcast every Monday at Twitch TV says zero score at MVM PM Central Mountain Time. Join us live if you want to be on the fun.
0: Featuring Double Dante from the yeah, Demon Christ series. Set that up.
2: I wish. <laughs> um, we. Could, I mean, I could just like Photoshop a little Dante in the corner. Do it, Do it corner. please. So well, I need time so Next much week. so we don't get in trouble by like Capcom.
1: <laughs> it should be Dante. Yeah.
2: Next I can do that next week and then we can title the episode Dante featuring Dr. Cry series. Anyway, um So yeah. I I want to kind of use it not just like as a video to shit on Mother M, although there will be a lot of that. because um, it's kinda of hard to not do. But I want to use it to explain the difference between like what Metroid Mother M does And, you know, does good and bad. uh, Because there are some good elements of the game. They're just not good for a Metroid title. Um, And then use that to transition into a larger discussion of what makes good Metroidvania game design. That I can, you know, kind of use as a basis for my judging of the Metroid games. Um, So there's a perfectly valid reason. And I also, like, I haven't played through the whole game since soon after it came out. Because um, I didn't actually own it on Wii, I borrowed it from a friend and then never gave it back.
0: Ah, oh, you're one of those friends. That's a not... w-
2: no. It was at least a very long time because I had it for like months, and I basically gave up at a certain point. Um, I like I got to the end, but like I didn't deal with like nightmare and the you know the optional fights or whatever. Um, F- oh, yeah. Fantoon, I guess. Um, it might have nightmare. also. Uh, I, I, th-
0: I think it was just Fantoon anyway. as one of the seeker
2: bosses yeah i don't remember um but yeah i didn't do that stuff but like i got to the end of the game um but then i ended up buying it used like years later so i think i did give that copy back it was just a long time later doesn't matter um so yeah it's been a long time and like i've dabbled in it a few times since but like i get mad i didn't quit um so i found some like quality of life what are essentially our mods online um it's called the other m maximum edition um because the guy that made it is named max not like triple x or anything um it, it's just max and that alone does some stuff like speed up some of the uh cut and like cuts out a lot of the like samus talking and unnecessary backstory and that kind of thing to just kind of streamline the story yeah um So most of the, uh, dialogue is unvoiced, uh, by Samus at least. So it's more of like an inner monologue thing. Like you see, you know, in elevator scenes and fusion and that kind of thing. Um, and then a lot of the interactions with the characters are drastically cut down and like, there's some awkward, like voiceover sections in there where, uh, like it's clearly, you know, edited dialogue, like someone dubbed it over kind of poorly. To change a few lines, like, basically saying that instead of Adam authorizing all your powers as you go, um, the Hyper Beam from Super Super Metroid, like, took a lot of energy from your suit, and so it's, like, slowly kind of, uh, like like, rebuilding itself. So at certain points, you just kind of, like, get access to something because that, you know, that power up, like, recharged or whatever, um... So it's it's no less dumb, or sorry, it's not more dumb than what was there originally. Um, it's it's still not good because it's just like at random points, you know, she gets a new power. But at least it's not like you know she runs through a volcano without her Varia suit, and then waits for a man to tell her she can put it on. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, you don't have your like your Varia suit's not active yet, and you got to go through this area. Like, just do it. And you know, hopefully, it comes back soon. <laughs> um, and then there's some like, in in the Dolphin, like the GameCube Wii emulator, um, they're called Gecko codes, which are essentially like cheat codes, but they're not like action replay or anything. They actually uh, modify the game's code internally, um, and they allow for things like third-person missile use. Um, And, like, the ability to use concentration at any time, which kind of offsets that whole thing of there being no ammo and health pickups or whatever. Like, if you're in a bind, you can just, you know, concentrate all your health back. Um, And I did a few other, like, just make the game easier to play things for me. Like concentrate instantly, so you just hit the button and shoop, it fills it all back up like in an instant. Um, just because I don't want to deal with the that kind of grind stuff, like I don't enjoy the game enough as it is. That's I want right. to make it easier on me. Um, but yeah, like honestly, just the ability to shoot missiles in third person, like it makes the game move yeah. better
0: because
2: uh, because like if you're just trying to shoot a door or something like that that's in front of you. And like, you don't have to go into first person and then for a lot of combat encounters it makes the missile a more viable like you know combat mechanic um, and even like the boss fights and stuff where it expects you to kind of you know go into th- first person target a specific spot on them like you can still generally get away with using third person there because of the very generous auto aim systems in the game um, so one kind of goofy thing Is for some reason, like, I guess the way it triggers, you know, missile use in third person, uh, you also technically have access to super missiles before you would normally get them. Um, Because if you just charge your beam and then hold the button that changes your beam into missiles, it shoots a super missile. Uh, So you can't use it all the time. Like anytime you would have to go into first person to aim and shoot a super missile, you can't do it. It's only in third person. Um, so it hasn't really allowed me like sequence break or anything, which I don't know if that's Probably even possible not. in this game, but it is kind of nice for like some early pickups. Cause if it's just, you run by a super missile door, like off to your left, you just, you know, shoot it in third person, go into that room, pick up the usually missile expansion or whatever it is, and then keep going. Um, it cuts down on some of the unnecessary backtracking just to get items. Um, and yeah, yeah. It doesn't improve the flow of the game or anything, like, as far as, you know, where you have to go and stuff, because, like, the game's just inherently broken. Um, but I did try to, like, for example, use super missiles to just cheese through some of the boss fights and stuff, and one of them I actually broke. Um, I don't know, like, if it just doesn't have, like a uh, like, a victory trigger for, you know, using a super missile against it. Or what exactly happened, but, like, the boss basically just froze. Like, when I shot at it, it would, you know, like, glow red for a second, indicating it was being hit. But I unloaded all of my missiles and then concentrated and unloaded another thing of missiles and concentrated. Like, I just kept going with that, like, regular missiles, I mean. Um, and a bunch of, like, charged ice beam shots and, like, everything. And it just sat there, frozen. Um... So I had to basically uh, restart and luckily, you know, there's a save point like right outside the boss room. Um, But it's made me a little wary to use the super missile when I don't have it yet, except for opening up doors, um, because I don't know how it's going to affect the game. But it is like it is so against sequence breaking, like through, you know, locked, arbitrary locked doors and things like that that like literally the game breaks if you have a weapon you're not supposed to have like that's sad (sighs) so yeah does that i am right about well i guess you said 15 page report not 15 minute but really that was so loud (laughs) um but yeah that was my my 15 minute report on other M. does that answer your question?
1: Yes, perfectly. And I still don't agree with it, but it is your video, and I will watch it enthusiastically and smile like a puppy dog. Same, cute. Um, I love how well trained you are. <laughs> that's that's that's, 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 that's racism right there, folks. I still <laughs> haven't Turn gotten the around how the paper. well tra- how trained he is. No, because Tyler's white. Oh, that's you just referring to me. I was saying it to both oh, okay. of you. See that's where I'm an egomaniac. See, we all have our flaws here. Anyways, yeah. Um, but yeah, aside from other yeah. m, uh, play any good games? I have been
2: dabbling in a few other things. I mean, I'm I'm also still continuing the Skyward Sword HD. Um, where are you at? If that counts, I am. I just got to like Lenaru Desert Ooh. proper. Oh, I'm ahead. Um, so like, I went. Through, I'm ahead of
1: you, big time, buddy.
2: I went through the mines or whatever and got into the yeah. desert. Um I wasn't playing it for a little while I kind of I got super into Metroid games and stuff mm. so I put it down for a bit um and I was having some issues in the the Mines of Morris second dungeon uh earth temple is that yeah I think so what well, just where you have it. yeah um against the boss fight like I already just don't like it and I was, uh, I was struggling a bit with how you beat it you, th- you throw the, you throw the bomb into the mouth. Yeah, but then you have to slash at the eye. Yeah. And, just, like, for one, it's not just... just it Because it, it runs up the bomb? hill, and you have to throw a bomb at it or, to, like, or, roll it down or the hill. Or you
1: wait till it goes all the way to the top, and it'll hit one of the bombs itself.
2: Well, true, but I
1: was impatient. Um, And then when it's...
2: Like, as it gets up, you have to roll a bomb down the hill to time when its mouth will be open. like or you, you know, just sucking in before it shoots out lava. You blast. have enough time to run down and
1: just go... No, he go, he rolls faster than you run. Mm, I always ran down after him. And then when... Hmm.
2: I don't know. I had issues with it. Um, and then like when when his eye pops up or whatever, like I couldn't get the the angle on my sword right to actually hit it. Like It, it seemed like it was going through his eye, but it wasn't registering the hitbox and it was making me mad. Mm-hmm. I
1: just stabbed. Ching, so yeah. Ching. But he moves it. Mine's never did. Mine's was in one static position.
2: Well, what the heck? You just had an easier fight. It's because the, no the
1: game loves me because it knows I want to love it, so it's doing its extra time to make me love it. I guess, um,
2: but yeah, I mean game's still good. Uh, I'm also trying to like do a bunch of the side quests and stuff as I go, mm-hmm. so I'm moving a little slower because I go back to Skyloft a lot and stuff. Um, and like you know, taking care of as many of the uh, gratitude crystal quests. And stuff like every time i get a new item i go and see what yeah. what new thing i mm-hmm. can do there um just because the game gets kind of hard by the end and i want to have all the hearts and stuff i, I can get uh, but i'm still i'm still enjoying it for the most part um like i said i have some issues with the controls still but i've gotten pretty used to the buttons only controls yeah. um i'm almost exclusively playing on pro controller now which i did not expect to do <laughs> But it's it's the same problem I said last week. Like, if they had an option to do motion with your sword and then everything else buttons, I would love that control scheme. And I've seen other people complain about that same thing. Of, like, you know, how you can customize between motions and buttons. Um, but I just kind of deal with the sword on the control stick. Like, it's not that bad. Um, and in most cases, you can predict the direction you're going to have to slash quickly enough anyway but there's a slight delay between like when you flick the stick and when your sword slashes mm-hmm. and so it can be kind of annoying on some of those enemies that constantly like switch their defense um, because you might like you know slash horizontally right as they switch and then there's a bit of delay and you and you clang against their defense instead of hitting them um, but it's fine and that is actually pretty much it um like i said i'm also continuing you know other stuff like uh final fantasy 4 i saw the palom and Porim, uh petrification scene um and then i'm almost done with uh another metroid 2 remake which i know i'm not supposed to talk about um Shh and it's got some really cool things in there like towards the end game some of the areas you go through and stuff uh, are just very visually unique and like I dabbled a little bit in um, Samus Returns again just to kind of compare the two maps and stuff and I looked at some other people's um, comparison videos of like showing off how like the map is constructed and constructed in one versus the other compared to the original and how much more faithful AM2R is And so I'm, I'm kind of I'm having a hard time forming my thoughts on that game because I just don't care about it as much. Um, so I'm not trying to, like, steal other people's thoughts. I'm just trying to get some help with, like, the things I already know I want to say. So I, like, I say them educated instead of just like, I mean, I think this is closer to the original. I don't really know. That's fair. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I've, like, I don't remember if I had gotten there last time. But there's a part in AIM2R where... Uh, it's it's kind of the underwater section of this game but uh, before you get the gravity suit there's some really cool puzzle sections where you basically have to like bomb or missile or whatever uh, these little like kind of electric balls and um, you move them across whatever screen you're on to kind of navigate like various obstacle courses or you know just a few platforms or whatever past enemies and stuff and get them into these, um, like, electrical nodes, kind of, that get activated when the when they meet contact with the ball. And that'll open up whatever, like, locked door you have in front of you or, you know, some kind of mechanism. Um, and after you do that, like, you, you had seen these little node things, like, elsewhere around the world, but there was no, like, electrical balls there to put in them. Um... You, you couldn't put your balls in 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 there phrasing uh you didn't have any balls to put in there there we go yeah you didn't have any balls to put in there uh so it's at this point when like it basically like populates the world with balls <laughs> um so there's like kind of a, a little like shortcut system in this area that like will shoot you to like kind of fast travel spots in other parts um And there's, like, basically one per kind of, you know, area or, like, planetoid or whatever you want to call it. Um, And generally close to those teleporter spots, you can, like, screw attack through a wall to get back to the main area you've already been to. And you'll find some kind of, you know, node that you need to activate to get to a a place that was probably bugging you the whole game that you couldn't get to. Um, And so it's it's a really satisfying way to do the backtracking. Because while you're there, obviously you're going to clear out all the other stuff. And you have pretty much every item at this point. So it's just a really nice, clean way to, you know, tie up all the all the loose items that you've left across the map without having to do a ton of backtracking. Um, and it's it's definitely the best part of the game. And, like, I mean, Samus Returns has the Digger Knot, which is a great boss fight, but it doesn't have anything like this part of, of AM2R. Like, that that's that's kind of a section that makes me realize like why this guy was picked up by Moon Studios because it feels like something it, it feels more like kind of a puzzle platforming section that you'd find in Ori um, than it does in a Metroid game, and that's not a bad thing like I would love more of this stuff rather than like you know combat gauntlets um, but yeah it was it was very cool and unique
1: um, but I think I'll stop there okay. Tyler, uh, what have you been up to, my guy?
0: Uh, so I've been kind of in a rut for the past uh, beginning days of this week. Um, I didn't really feel like playing anything uh, for a little while. Like, in between uh, editing the tire Shoes Reviews video that I'm working on and all this other stuff, uh, you know, working stuff, I just haven't been really in a mood to play a whole lot. Then a few days ago, uh, a random question popped into my mind: What are the guys' favorite evolutions, like uh, the fav- their favorite mm. uh, eevee evolution from Pokemon? And so I asked them on our private Discord, and they gave me um, their different answers. And I'm like, Oh, cool! Uh, I think I might uh, use this as a basis to uh, play Pokemon again. So I looked through my my emulators on my computer and stuff, and. Uh, on a whim, I just decided to boot up Pokemon Platinum, uh, and just, uh, make my entire team based off of all of Eevee's evolutions. Mm. So, uh, I, there was a bit of workarounds for it. Obviously, the game doesn't start you off with Eevee at all. Um, I had to put in a few action replay codes to, uh, get the ideal team and, uh, several other items that I might need. Uh... The first thing I changed was uh, when the Professor Rowan uh, lets you pick your very first Pokemon. I transformed Turtwig into an Eevee. Like, it gives you the option that says it's Turtwig, but it's actually just an Eevee. And you fight uh, your rival's uh, other Turtwig with it, even though he says that it's a Chimchar. But, I don't know. It's probably just a weird thing that happened. So.
2: That happens with randomizers, too. The The dialogue okay. is hard-coded.
0: And... I imagine uh, that, that being the case for a later sequence, where uh, you go up to Professor Rowan, who gives you the Pokedex, and he's like, how's my old Pokemon doing? Oh good, it evolved. It didn't evolve. You're technically not wrong. It, I just changed it with with my magical cheat powers. So yeah, uh, <laughs> I have an Eevee, uh, and uh, as soon as I get the ability to get Pokeballs and catch Pokemon in the wild, I put my other codes in the play. Um, I found some uh, cheat codes to have all the other evolutions appear in the wild. Uh, the ones I decided to pick were Vaporeon, Jolteon, Flareon, Espeon, Umbreon, and Glaceon. Uh, I would make the Eevee a Letheon later on once I get to a Mossy Rock. So, uh, the other code that I put in is uh, 100% catch rate because I'm pretty sure. All these uh, <laughs> evolutions have like an absurdly high catch rate, even if you um, have them at low health. Also, I yes. hate also I hate catching Pokemon in general. So, just uh, Me too. catching them in one clean shot just makes things way easier on the run. And uh, seeing as how they're level two or three anyway, I feel like it kind of balances out. They don't learn their elemental moves until level fifteen, so I think it's uh, more or less balanced. Uh, what kind of breaks it, though, is the last code I put in, which made me get 99 of every single TM and HM. Uh, oh, jeez. But, uh, yeah, I taught all the evolutions, uh, their big moves, uh, and I named them all after Marvel superheroes. Vaporeon is Namor. Uh, Jolteon is Thor. Flareon is Nova. Espeon is Doctor Strange. Uh, Umbreon is Black Panther. Glaceon is Iceman and uh, Leafeon is Groot Uh, but I can only have six of these on my party so I made the decision to uh, switch them out for whatever situations are necessary like if I'm going up against the Rock Gym Leader I know to uh, not have uh, Jolteon on the party so I just uh, switch him out and uh, swap him out for Leafeon or something because he's strong against them So yeah, I'm doing pretty well. Uh, I've gotten two badges so far, and I am currently training up to fight against uh, Fantaine. I think her name is, Uh, the Ghost Gym Leader, who, the first time I played through Platinum, gave me a whole bunch of shit, because I was not properly leveled, and uh, yeah. Um, As for the team stats, uh, basically the rundown is Flareon and uh, Leafeon are gonna be the main physical sweepers. Uh, Glaceon and Espeon are going to be the main special attackers. Uh, Jolteon is a secondary special attacker that focuses on speed. Vaporeon is good for uh, as an HP sponge, as well as other special attacks, which include uh, water and ice for diversity. And uh, Am I forgetting anybody? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, yeah, uh, Umbreon is going to be the tank, because it cannot hit for beans, unfortunately. Uh, My plan for Umbreon is to basically teach it a whole bunch of disrupting moves, like uh, Toxic and Confuse Ray. So uh, it'll be really good when uh, I get into double battles, which uh, Gen 4 definitely has in spades. Uh, So yeah, I've been having fun playing through that again. Uh, Platinum in general, because uh, I cannot go back to... Uh, Vanilla Diamond and Pearl because of how s- slow and poorly optimized those games are in comparison mm-hmm. yeah Platinum does fix a lot of those issues but it's still Gen 4 at it's core so it's not black and white that's for sure uh, aside from aside from yeah. that I've uh finally got around to start uh, playing the PS5 upgrade for Final Fantasy 7 uh mm. yeah I've been having fun uh, getting into that game again it looks cleaner uh the frame rate is more consistent. Uh, load times are quicker. It's just fun to play, man. Like, especially. Um, I've gotten up to the end of Chapter 3 uh, after doing all the uh, side quests in uh, Sector 7 slums. And just fighting shit in that game is super fun. Like, especially with Tifa and uh, Cloud, because with my devil may care uh, play style of uh, action games, I can just go hambo on these things and just have a good time. So yeah, I've uh, been having fun playing that game again. I really haven't been doing much else, honestly.
1: Okay, thank you very much. Uh, so I have been I'm only as I want three games this week. Um, and first off is Skyward Swords, because it'll be shortly. I've largely been playing it in handheld mode, and uh, and I've really gotten used to the button-only controls. It's really nice. It's not perfect, but... It's just nice to be able to, especially my days off uh, when I don't have to get up super early, just to wake up, play Skyward Sword for a bit. On and it looks so beautiful. Uh, but I have played it on in dock mode, and God, that's just the way those colors just pop, especially in the Linaria Mining Facility with all the blues and the golds. It's it's, it's such a good game. Um, I still don't like how I just I, I just don't like how it's over padded, but that's another discussion entirely. Yeah. Um, I just did the first Silent Realm. Uh, so that's like, you tell you how far I am, <laughs> which I was like, okay, this is pretty easy. And then, um, I got caught by one of those, uh, the searchlight thing. So basically, and I had gotten all the orbs, all the, all the little things you need to collect. So I had to, I, I was lost in the forest. I'm like, where do I go? Where do I go? Where do I go? I don't want to do this again. I don't want to do this again. Uh, but I managed to, to get the, uh, to get the next thing. So looking forward to going to the next dungeon, um, uh so yeah, but so far I'm still enjoying myself. Uh I did I try I I did try to I got Final Fantasy X, 10, two HD last uh, I think I said, nice. I don't know if I said that last time. I haven't started it yet, but I think at some point I will just maybe play it up play it casually every now and then. Uh but the big game pretty much I've played that like I I got, has got me really excited and I didn't have a chance to play it today. Um is Chris Tales, which came out on a lot of things and but it was it was part of Game Pass. Um and uh I know some people are divisive about it, considering what it is. But uh, basically, you play as Chris, and it's a JRPG. Um, it's it kind of, I think what attracted to me to it is the fact that it has a stained, like it's stained glass kind of visual design in terms of its aesthetics, and I fell in love with that. But it's a turn based RPG, which is again, I, I saw this suggestion on our live stream. I don't know if we were on or uh, live or not, but it's, it feels weird playing like a classic RPG. Uh, on an Xbox console it just it's just like this is weird but I'll fine you're, you're letting me play the game through game pass uh, so that's cool uh, it's it's uh, it's classic there's no extra turns or anything like that um, you know y- uh, you can do double hits like you did in Mario uh, Super Mario RPG you can uh, th- th- do parry attack you can parry moves if you t- with, the, with the press of a button so if you never play uh, super if you ever play paper uh, not paper Mario super Mario RPG you you can do it like a timed hit you can do twice an attack and there's and to know if you got the attack or not for sure is like they your controller will vibrate a bit and like okay i got the neck and then you'll see the animation it's it's really nice and the game expects you to understand how to do these mechanics so if you don't nail that early on you may have a bit of trouble like that this game is this game's not going to hold your hand it's going to be pretty difficult um and it may be proving to and it may prove to not be for your liking but um that's you know that it is what it is um what I think it feels old school, yeah, for sure, Like the difficulty, yeah. It's definitely it's definitely made with that mindset. Uh, I think what made me love it so far is the time mechanics. So the whole the whole premise of this game is built around time and time mages and stuff like that. So um, you've probably seen it in previews. Chris uh, Chris Bell, she is she becomes she's an orphan, and through shit that starts happening, she becomes a time mage. And that allows her to see the the present, which is your. You'll see the the, the game is sort of divided into three points, which at points can be a little not nauseating, but a little distracting. But it was never a problem for me. Uh, I, but I know some people have said that like it's it's just it looks visually off. It's just a, not something you're used to seeing. Um, but you have you get to look at the past, the present, and the future at the same time in the overworld. In, in, in like towns, you don't get to see that in the overworld. Um, it's just it's just in towns, and so you can, it, it's basically a way to solve puzzles, um, and like in 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 stuff like that, and like sometimes certain chests are in the past that you can't get to, you can't physically travel to yourself, so you can basically send this little frog companion who hangs out with you to the past or the future. It's actually really cool because when you send him to the past, he's like a little tadpole frog, but when he's when he sends him to the future, he's like a fat old frog. It's like okay, that's cute, um, and. I really like the, the he's product. great. Hello Mahoney, hello yeah so he's kind of like that. Um, and uh, but what really makes it cool is how they infuse time with the battle system and they show it really early on. I'm glad they tell you this because it encourages me to experiment. So um, a character uh, uh, the name of Christopher he's like at the, it's like in the first tutorial battle you get. Um, he basically can uh, he has a, his default attack is a water bubble attack. And one of the hit, one of the attacks you hit with it is it's it's like it's a it's a status called rust. It's like it starts rusting. It's like okay, what does that mean? If you use the the Chris, pow- Chris Pell's powers to basically send them to the future, uh, a it makes them stronger. Which so sometimes that's the, the, the danger when sending them to the future. It may be stronger, um, but all that armor that they had has now basically rusted away. So their defense is like zilch. So Great you can Scott. basically well, yeah, you can basically well on them like they're nothing, and it's it's like that's that's such a cool way to play, like that's the gimmick, and that's I think that's a cool way to play because now it has me thinking, what if I do this or this, and the game shows you another instance where you get the third party member, um, and he uh, he's also time mage, and he has like he has uh, these things called yuko you uh, root, you can't something, um, and he they're poison based, so. If you throw a poison supplement on this uh, into like uh, into the right, so if the enemies are to your right, that if the enemies are to your right, they're gonna always go to the future. If the enemies to the back, that was gonna pass. So you're always fight fi- unless it's like one. You're pretty much always fighting in a pincer formation. So just get really used to that. Um, sometimes it's on one side, but most part you're gonna be fighting in a pincer formation. So you have one enemy's side can go to the well, only go to the future. One side will go to the past. If you throw these roots. At the future, at the side lines of the future, if you land on them, it'll it'll st- it'll eventually start doing poison damage. But not immediately. But then immediately after the next turn, to use Chris Bell's powers, it'll basically it's like the poison hitting him is hitting all at once. So it's pretty much an instant kill. It doesn't work with all enemies. Some enemies are immune, so you know it's not going to work everything. But it's, I just thought that idea was cool, and so normally her move is not a that move that their move is not is targets to win any. but if you if you would do it on the past side um where i think it plants like a little seedling and then you use the you use the time the the chris chris bell's power it'll basically become an aoe attack basically poisoning anybody on that side and it's i just found that really unique um and it felt it felt like it was engaging it felt like i had to pay attention to what i was doing and Sometimes, like, you know, I talked about Brave Default, how it didn't really satisfy me. Uh, I felt like I was like, kind of like on autopilot most of the time versus here. I have to be engaged. I have to see what's going on. I can't just look away, put my controller down. I have to know what's going on, and I think that's pivotal. Um, and another thing, the way how it uses time travel early on is that it basically, there's going to be, like, life-changing situations. So uh, you kind of note around your hometown that, like, some of the uh, houses are Uh, have like a fungus like have a mold building in them and you can see in the future uh not only what people will look like in the future but also like their houses are torn down so you do the side quest that basically you gather the ingredients or whatever and you have the apothecary basically make uh this potion that oh basically cure it but it's only enough for like one house um or like it's just because the fruit that needs to grow is very rare convenient well the fruit is very rare to grow they establish that it doesn't it doesn't grow very very often sure um and so because of that you have to choose do you give the this juice to um to the apothecary or do you give it to this mom apothecary can You give this, to this mom and her kids and like their future like what well, like uh, like the it's choice is yours and you yours alone Exactly, and and, and you <laughs> have to make the decision. You're not going to make everybody happy, and I, and I, I like that the game tells you that. Like, even with time travel, you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to save everybody. Um, and I like that so 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 far. Um, I think th- although to, like that that first decision like wasn't super
2: strong. Like you know, it wasn't like Outer Worlds or anything where it feels like someone's going to get screwed over no matter what. Because like to me, it made logical sense to just give it to the apothecary because that's who you got the potion from. So if you're ever going to get more to save the other ones, you need to save the apothecary. Well, we, Whereas, don't, we don't know like,
1: if you time travel to the future, I mean, like, what? It, how do you know that the people uh, that, that the mother and then that child, because she, she has a young baby, how do you know that child doesn't become a pivotal player in the game later that caught like that changes something? You don't know, and you kind of have to make the decision without knowing. Well, sure, but I'm just saying, like, one of those. If you're talking from a logic, you have the chance to make more potion. The other, the apothecary is gone. Well, you're talking about from a logical standpoint. I'm thinking it from an emotional standpoint. Do I, yeah, logically, it'd be right to help this, this apothecary. But also, like, how can I turn, not help this, this woman who has, her ki- who has her two kids to think about? How do I not have, try to help them? And I li- to me, it was more a moral dilemma because, like, I felt bad that I couldn't help them both like there's no guarantee to the there cuz he said the 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 established, the fruit that they need is very rare it doesn't grow often if at, it doesn't grow often so like yeah i could i could help her and that'll probably help other people but that's fucking them over so it's it's a to me, I found that a, like a, a like a like a not a, a heart wrenching decision. Immediate need over future
2: need. You you have a known quantity, and again, it is logical over emotion. Yeah, but, that's that's. Um, I also can't
1: unhear pocket fairy, so I'm having a hard time taking your argument seriously. Um, but th- like like that's <laughs> um, this how I approach it, and I think that's that's fine that you approach it logically. And at the end of the day, I, I saved the 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 herbologist, so um it, it, I think it ends up working out. But like I struggle with it a little bit. I'm like well like am i a horrible human being for not helping the family out first because like it's just her you know i know that situation so I, I don't think it's light at all i think like you're you're talking about putting somebody out of their home basically one way or another that's not light at all in the future um, right and but you can see the future it's not something where like we can just shrug it off like oh the next person thing. you as chris bell actively see that that outcome And I didn't want... like It it hurt for me to see that. So, again, this is just a moral dilemma. And that's what made me like the game. And now I want to see what other moral dilemmas the game's going to put me through. Um, Are you able to stop Biff
0: from stealing the sports almanac?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But I I generally like this game. I think the only (laughs) negative I have to say about it is the load times. Even on Xbox One X, uh, the load times are pretty... Especially in in and out of battle, are pretty egregious. And it's like... Versus like if the load times were shortened by a significant amount uh, going in and out of battle would be a lot more fun Um, everything else is perfectly fine I think Uh, but I think I I think they could probably give you a little bit more healing items I feel like some of the items at the shop are a little bit expensive at the beginning Um, but other than that I feel like it's like if you want an old school game with a beautiful art design this is it and I'm hoping to play as far as I can who knows maybe I'll hit a bullshit wall that I don't want to deal with anymore in which case, hey, I didn't spend any money on it, so it's fine. Um, so, uh, but I'm I'm definitely enjoying enjoying my time with it, and I hopefully I'm, I'm off am off next week, so hopefully I'll probably try to get a lot into it through it this week and into next week. But also, Blaster Master Zero Three comes out this week, so we'll see. <laughs> um, uh, besides that, I, before we did a horrible podcast uh, prior to this episode prior to this recording. I finally managed to get the Streets of Rage for Mr. X Nightmare DLC. Uh, they tried nice. to have it out by Friday. Uh, unfortunately, I guess whatever happened with Nintendo, it just didn't go. The, the the authorization just didn't go through to launch it. So it went live today. Unfortunately, it's still kind of having problems where some users were like, it, like before, uh, it, it wouldn't even. It doesn't even show up. But eventually, after a while, it does. Um, and I played it and it's pretty much the gimmick of this is a survival mode. Uh, and it's, it's, it's kind of like, uh, our friend Lo described it as a roguelike and I was confused, like, hmm. And it it is, it's, it's a roguelike in the light, lightest sense. Uh, basically, uh, Dr. Zahn, Dr. Zahn, who is a character from Chief is a guy with the old man with the robot arms. Uh, he devised the ultimate training program for your, your, you and your teammates, um, and so basically, it's just a, it's just a wave enemy rush with the most like random. Every room is different. Every room is random. And it uses new drawn stages. It uses stages from the old Streets of Rage games. It uses sprites from the old games. Um, and pretty much it's a gauntlet. Kill as long as you can until you die on one credit. Um, but here's and you might be thinking, well, okay, that's kind of neat. But what's the ki- what's the what's what do I do to get what do I what do I get? Every here's the kicker. <clears throat> Every character, with the exceptions of the Streets of Rage Gordon characters, gets five new moves, and you unlock them by playing this mode. Uh, and it's like one move basically takes over for another move. Uh, so, like, it's it's like there's your incentive right there. And like, I already I've unlocked uh, one. I did Blaze first because, of course, she's waifu for waifu on the streets. Um, and I already tried out her new move and it's, it's really cool and it's just thinking the possibilities, like, what if I have this with this, like, this is, like, obviously the people who made this game are huge fighting game fans, but just like that, like, the game already had good replayability with the different levels of difficulty, the different characters, all the, all the old school sprites you could unlock, um, it's crazy and then now, so, and you think, oh, it's just brawling from the room, and they this is how they spice it up. Uh, you, every time you enter, before you enter your next room, you have a, you have two choices. You can it'll basically give you a buff icon. Uh, console. sometimes you can get a thing that'll give your basic attacks a poison damage. Sometimes you'll get a, a thing that'll buff up your defense, or maybe you'll take one hundred you'll do a hundred percent more damage, but you also take one hundred percent more damage. It's it's all adding that sort of randomness, and it seems like. Uh, the developers are putting in, like, weekly challenges every single week, who knows how long it's gonna last, that you can get stuff for, so, it's, it's really cool, and there's, like, new unique weapons in there, new items in there, like, they put a lot of effort, I know there's some idiots out there crying, like, oh, this is all, this is what we waited for, I, the fact that, like, each character, including the old school sprites, get all these new moves, and, like, this is basically endless mode, and it's just dream practice, it's, it's, it's fantastic. It's, it's amazing. Like for 8 bucks, you get three new characters, and I'll get into them in a minute. Um, you get three new characters. You get new moves for virtually everybody. Uh, and then uh, uh, you also get co- co- color, co- color changes for characters. I haven't unlocked any of those yet, but you get that too. So maybe if you want to have Blaze wearing blue, you got that. I don't know if she wears blue, but I'm, I'm pretty sure she has a blue variant. Um, I only maybe tried out two – I only tried out two characters of the new uh, of the newly D- DLC release. The only one who I didn't try um, was uh, let's see, Estelle, Shiva. She was the only one I didn't try, but I tried Estelle, who was the cop woman you fought, and Max, who was the boss fight in the Y Tower. Max is just oh my god! It's just he's just power incarnate. Uh, he's dumb. He's like fighting with a human Hulk. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, he has routines. A lot of his moves from Streets of Rage too, but uh, I just it, it, his animations are, are look like so, so like his super. Basically, he like he literally does a thunderclap, and thunder happens. Like electricity oh, cool. and thunder happens. It's it's pretty badass. Um, but he's just an unstoppable uh, human rage monster. He's it's great. Um, Estelle is so far my favorite. Because her walk speed is stupid fast. Like, she just walks so absurdly fast than any other character besides J.B. Shiva. Um, And her basic attack, if you time it right, you can then follow up with her basic attack again. It has OTG or off-the-ground properties. Um, It's insane. Like, just basic shit like that. And I love it. Like, like, I, I still need to try Shiva uh i haven't i played this I, I think i said this last week but i unlocked all the old school sprites um but like yeah it's just so much fun like my game of the year just got even better like I, it's like a it's christmas in july for all intents and purposes even though it's like 105 degrees outside um like seriously if you haven't played streets of rage 4 right now is the perfect time uh you can you'll you'll have you'll have Hours, and hours of fun gameplay, and you're gonna you're gonna unlock the old characters. You're gonna get the new characters to play as. You get this endless mode that you can play with friends. That's just all randomness and fun. Um, and it's just, and again, no matter. And here's the cool thing about the endless mode, about the survival mode. No matter how far you get, you always make progress. So if you only made it up to stage five, you make progress to get your new weapon. So you don't have to. I think the total level is thirty floors. It's 30 levels total, but you don't have to beat all 30 in one go to get make progress. You could only, like, my first try, I made up to level 8, and I already got one move from Blaze. I love that. Um, obviously, I'm pretty sure as you get further along, you need to get higher to get the next reward, but, like, you're gonna eventually, If as time goes on, I wouldn't marathon this, because I think you'll just drive yourself insane, but, like, I feel like I'm glad I got it on Switch Cause like it's the perfect. You know what? I feel like playing Streets of Rage today, but I don't feel like going through the arcade mode of it right now. So let me just boot up this and see how far I can get. Uh, it's uh, it's just it's just so so good, and it's only eight dollars. I like right now they discounted it. Uh, by the time this is out, the discount the, the discount will be over. But uh, it, I I just love how um uh, uh I just love how like. Oh, they made my game better. They made my favorite game from last year even better. It's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, it looks really cool from what I've seen on uh, Lowe's Twitter feed. And uh, right before we started recording this, I bought the DLC. And uh, I actually got on oh. the first try, despite uh, the troubles that... They
1: probably fixed the problems a lot by the time you got it. I need to talk about the hidden character, uh, Rue. Because uh, I did play as him before we did our previous podcast, uh, The Asylum <laughs> Anyways, I did play it, and um, <laughs> that it the the Rue is the most overpowered character in the game. Literally, if you want wow. a high combo score, you want a high combo score, you pick Rue. Multi hits for days. I'm not even joking. It's he's dumb, overpowered. Like I like if you play the bottle mode in Streets of Rage Four, they're, you're gonna have to ban um, Rue because he's just that good. I think. Um, and his special move is crazy because he comes out with the trainer that enslaved him in Streets of Race three. And I thought, okay, he's gonna go after a while. No, he just sticks around. He just he's there for the rest of the map. I'm like, okay, that's broken. Um, and how you get him is that you hold Y and up and start at the same time, and uh, you won't hear anything, unfortunately. But once you do that, release all three buttons at the same time. Go to story mode. Play the first play the first level beat it and then rue will be unlocked permanently so whenever you boot up the game he's right there that's right um, so yeah rue is oh my god if you will, I kind of want to do a mania plus run with rue and to see how far I can get um, yeah I would love to I would have I would have paid extra money for him to have his uh like a like a modern uh art a uh, model of him but the fact that he's here represented somehow i think it's perfectly okay for me so yeah, streets of rage for the gift that gets on giving that's that's all i really have to talk about um we're going to take a quick commercial break and when we come back we're going to talk about the news uh and then our cartoon network dream smash game uh we'll be back in just a moment guys Alright everybody, welcome back to the Charizard Gamescast, It is is now time for the news portion of the show, and we're going to kick it off with some, and Tyler, this is where you enter the Yu-Gi-Oh sound effect, um, Tyler, take it away for, <laughs> uh, we got some new Yu-Gi-Oh games coming out.
0: Alright, so, um, uh, last Tuesday at the time of this recording, uh, Konami, um, uh, released many mini direct of sorts, uh, Pretty much announcing all the new Yu-Gi-Oh! products that they have coming out within the in the future span of time. Uh, first up, they announced... Uh, let's see, what we got here? Uh, we got Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel, uh, which was actually the third thing that they announced, but it's probably the most interesting one out of all of them. Um, it's basically just a Yu-Gi-Oh! TCG, but with uh, much more robust AI or UI, rather, like, it looks super cool. Like, if you've seen uh, Duel Links in action, this ain't no Duel Links. Like, all the cards have, uh, these, uh, slick, dynamic animations. You see animations for, like, chain resolutions and stuff. Uh, there are unique animations for, uh, all the summoning methods. R- Ritual, Fusion, Synchro, XEs, uh, Link Monsters. Uh, on the sides of the screen, I also noticed that they have these, uh, little dual Monsters mascots uh, represented by each player. Uh, There's one for Blue Eyes White Dragon, Dark Magician. There's one for Pod Agreed, funny enough. And, uh, yeah, it looks cool. Uh, There's no release date for it yet. And this will be the first uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! game uh, to be uh, released on 4K. And it'll be coming out on PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, Steam, iOS, and Android. Um, Let's see. What...
2: This one looks great. I think. Like, I, I didn't really care about the others, but like the idea of a super complete and like you know po- graphically polished Yu-Gi-Oh game has been really excited because the one thing I've wanted like in any of them really is a more like dynamic look at the monsters like when they're summoned and stuff. Um, like, I think the a few of the DS games had like kind of a. You know, flat little, like, 3D animated model um, that, like, pops up on top of the card when you summon it. And it just kind of sits there, like, lightly animated, like the Pokemon games. And, like, that's the best we've gotten. Uh, Actually, I would argue... It seems like they've taken a step back.
0: I would argue the best of that is uh, the PS2 game, Duels of the Roses. But uh, that was a bit of a weird take on the card game.
2: Well, yeah, that's not a traditional no, it's Yu-Gi-Oh! Not. game. It's,
0: it's the closest that we'll get, though. I'm
2: talking, like, card game-wise, that's yeah. the best we've gotten.
0: So, yeah, uh, that looks really cool. I'm excited for that. Yeah. Uh, hopefully you guys will pick it up as well and we'll play some Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, we also, we also have uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Rush Duel, uh, which is already out in Japan, uh, but uh, is coming to Nintendo Switch this fall. Uh, it is based off of the new Yu-Gi-Oh! anime, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! 7s which has not been, uh, uh, translated, uh, in sub or dub here in America yet, but, uh, it does look cool, though, Um uh, basically, uh, this game kind of reminds me of, uh, the Tag Force games, where, uh, you play as an unnamed NPC, uh, just roaming around the world challenging characters from the show to card games, and, uh, yeah, it's cool. I'm not sure, uh, how the rush duel mechanic actually works, uh, Again, haven't seen Sevens because that hasn't been translated yet. But apparently there's a new gimmick in that show where uh, you can summon, like, a shitload of monsters all at once. And uh, I'm pretty sure that's going to be the gimmick in this game. Uh, So yeah, that looks neat. Uh, They also announced at the very end Yu-Gi-Oh! Cross Duel, uh, which is basically a four-player card battling game for iOS and Android. No further information on this has been revealed yet, so uh, all we know is it's just going to be a fast-paced four-player duel game. So that'll be interesting to...
2: Have there been four-player duels before? Only
0: in the show. Uh, I don't think that's been explored in games. Like, the closest we got was uh, Hmm. over Nexus, but that was more of, like, a King of Fighters-style type of duel there, where it was just, like, a three-on-three kind of deal. And last mm. but not least, uh, they also uh, there's also an update for uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links, uh, which is still going strong on the mobile scene. Uh, they <laughs> also showed uh, all the updates that they've uh, added to the game ever since it came out in 2016, with the original Duel Monsters campaign, GX, uh, Dark Side Dimensions movie, uh, 5Ds, and Zexal Worlds, and uh, the new one is going to be based off of Yu-Gi-Oh! Arc Five. The, the anime that uh, introduced pendulum summoning. I'm not sure how that's going to work because mm. in the in the most recent master rule, uh, you you would pendulum summon summon using two your spell or trap zones, but in dual links you only have three in spell and trap zones to work with. So if you did that, you would only have one to work with if you want to do pendulum summoning, which could be detrimental. Though, I imagine, uh, like, when Arc 5 was introduced, they would add, like, the extra pendulum zones on the sides of the board or whatever. But that's, the, that's that remains to be seen. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, all really substantial updates. Uh, so, yeah. That's pretty much it for that.
1: Alright. Nice. Thank you for that. Exciting for new Yu-Gi-Oh! content coming out uh speaking of new content coming out for something that's relatively old injustice God's among us is getting an animated movie Sus. courtesy no no stop stop <laughs> no no i will I will fire you anyways um. Injustice Gods Among Us uh, has officially been announced. Uh, This is not, and for those of you who may be wondering, well, wait a minute, can I just play the game? No, because this is actually based on the graphic novel or digital first uh, 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 comic book series that came out a little after when the game initially launched. And basically takes uh, Chronicles the uh, first year of Injustice, basically before... Uh, whereas the uh, the game is pretty much uh, five years after the events of the death of Lois Lane. Spoilers, um, sorry, it came out twenty thirteen. You probably know that Lois Lane gets killed by the Joker. Uh, DC has revealed the cast upcoming <laughs> Justin God Among Us animated movie, alongside the first announcement released this fall. Um, its just animated anime was announced long uh, last month, oddly enough, through a press release for DC's upcoming Batman along. A Halloween Part 2 anime movie, and now The Hollywood Reporter has revealed the cast for the movie, featuring an expansive cast with a lot of names you might recognize. So yeah. we have Justin Hartley as Superman, Anson Mount as Batman, Laura Bailey as Lois Lane, and Ramakushna, that is basically God, uh, just to let you all know, Zach Callison as Damian Wayne and Jimmy Olsen, Brian T. Uh, Delany as Green Lantern, Brandon Michael, as ha- Brandon Michael Hall as Cyborg, Edwin Hodge as Mr. Terrific and Killer Croc, Oliver Hudson as Plastic Man, Jillian Jacobs as Harley Quinn, Yuri Lowenthal as Mirror Master, The Flash and Shazam, Derek Phillips as Nightwing and Aquaman, Kevin Pollock as Joker and Jonathan Kent. Wow, that's a, that's a duality. Annika, Annika <laughs> right? uh, No uh, Nani Rose as Catwoman, Reed Scott as Green Arrow and Victor Zaz. Farron Tidyer as Ross Al Ghul, Fred oh, I was pretty Tasco as Captain Adam, J- uh, Janet Varney as Wonder Woman, and Andrew Morgado as Mirror Masters. What? Okay. Uh, THR reports that Rick Morales, perhaps from, best known for *Mortal Kombat: Legends*, *Scorpion* adventures is producing the movie alongside Jim Craig, Creek, and Sam Register. Sets the executive producer. It will feature a script by *Batman: Hush* animated movie writer Ernie Altbacker, and will be directed by *Justice: Dark Apocalypse* War director Matt Pe- uh, Matt Peters. You'll be able to hear the casting justice when it's released in home entertainment this fall. All right, the story, yeah, and so yeah, this is I, yeah, I recognize some names for sure. Um, I actually have it here, Justice Year One. There's five, actually, there's now there's actually six collections of it now. They just released Year Zero. Uh, it's easy, I will say this right now. If you're curious, if you want to read the graphic novel before the movie comes out, I highly recommend it uh, because it's it's a really good look on like what would happen if like DC the D C characters split because of a thing and you really get into the heads of of Superman and Batman and you saw, you see why kind of Superman w- turns to the dark side effectively and um and the effect of losing Lois Lane and um and, and and pretty much it runs the gamut of who's who in the DC universe. You got Green Lanterns, you got magic, you got every, everybody's in it. Dark side's in it. Uh, I will say uh you if there is a year zero out, out there um, it doesn't really have anything to do with just with injustice, uh, but it is a, it's just a cool story. I just actually finished reading it not that long ago. So, but if you want to read for the for the graphic novel for the movie, Injustice uh, Year One: The Complete Collection, uh, it's a beefy one too, but definitely worth the read.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. A few interesting things of note with the cast. Um.
2: I like. I, I think it's funny that Justin Hartley is Superman because he was Green Arrow in yeah. Smallville um and then kevin pollock is a weird choice for joker i i don't know like you said it's it's a strange duality of roles like joker and jonathan kent as the same actor um totally understand jonathan kent not so much joker i'm yeah um i love that yuri lowenthal is playing triple duty because he's amazing um And, like, those are all pretty substantial characters, I'd guess.
0: Especially Flash, because he definitely has the the heroic young man voice. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, obviously he's also Spider-Man, among, you know, many other voices and comics and everything else. But um, Jillian Jacobs is actually a really good Harley Quinn. Like, I think I'd, I'd like to actually see her do it, like, live action, maybe. I think she could be an interesting Harley Quinn. Probably in TV, but still. Um, I'm excited for that. And then I think Reed Scott was um, Peter Parker's dad in the Amazing Spider-Man movies. So it's another kind of, you know, comic book legacy actor. Um, Janet Varney is an interesting choice for Wonder Woman. Uh, I think she does great voice work. I don't necessarily hear that voice, but... We'll see. Uh, and the rest I either don't know or aren't terribly surprising. Like, I mean, Laura Bailey yeah. is kind of a given. Um, and some Mount, I think, will do a good job as Batman. He's another legacy, I guess I should have mentioned. Um, obviously, you know, he was Black Bolt and Inhumans. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we don't hold that against him. He's also in the... Uh, it's going to be weird uh, just because... Discovery have
1: the animated the the game in Justice which uses the Justice League original Justice League are voice actors so yeah so it's like I kind of wish like I kind of wish they got like I hate to say it because I like I kind of wish like just to keep it with the game they could they should have kept like Tim Daly as Superman Kevin Conray as Batman maybe they didn't want to pay them maybe they wanted to go to a different direction Like if this is a standalone thing, I think this is great, but I think from like my own personal mind like, well, you already have the game. This is going to be canon. This is canon to the game, like for sure. So it's right. like I feel like the voices should have stayed the same, but you know, it's 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 fine.
2: It's it's a little cuz like none of them no, are the no, same. No, no. Like I get it if they just like wanted some more star power, but it's an entirely different cast. Like I think Laura Bailey might have been uh what, like Catwoman or what she's women at one
0: point.
1: Yeah. I don't remember what she was in Injustice One, honestly. Yeah. But like aside from that, I think yeah. it's all Yeah, because like I said, a lot of them were like uh from the DC the Justice League and Justice League Unlimited show. It was them coming, you know, that's what made that that's what made Injustice really cool. I was like oh shit. It's it's Kevin Conroy and Tim Daly fighting it out. It's it's great. Uh or at least for people who like people who know who they are at least, so I've I don't know. That's a minor nitpick. I'm sure this cast is gonna do great, but I kinda wish we got I know Conroy's probably sick of playing Batman now, but I kinda wish we got <laughs> the, the team back for for this one more time. They've been talking about it. It's funny enough, like I follow um some of them on Twitter, like they wanna do like a reunion thing, um, but like Warner Brothers just doesn't wanna do it. Like get to get them to do like a special or something uh like with all of them. Um so but I
2: mean, everything's changing with that discovery deal. Yeah, Who yeah, knows? we'll
1: see. Hopefully, I would, I would, I would pay good. I mean, I already have HBO Max, but I would pay even more money to see like the original Justice League, even if it's like a special, like a short season special, to see them reunited for one last journey, uh, like in animated form, because they want to do it. They talked about it. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, let's go on to the next thing, which we're going to get serious right now. So I, I'm not going to apologize for it, uh, but we need to talk about it because it's pretty big. Um. For those of you, uh, this is coming from Game Informer, uh, that a lawsuit has been filed by the state of California, I believe, against Activision Blizzard, um, which basically details a history of harassment and discrimination. Uh, so I'm going to go through this as quickly as I can. The California Department of Fair Employment and Housing has filed a lawsuit against Activision's Blizzard after years of investigation. The reasons for the suit centers around violations of the state civil rights and equal pay and equal pay laws, specifically regarding the treatment of women and other marginalized groups. So, uh, I'm going to warn y'all if, if you if this uh, if you don't want to hear this, and I completely understand. You may want to skip to the next part of the podcast where we're talking about other things. Um, The investigation is going on for over two years, as Bloomberg has reported. The lawsuit charges that the environment within Activision Blizzard hosts a frat boy culture. The studio is also being called a breeding ground for harassment and discrimination against women. The report is graphic at times, recounting purported incidents that scale from more casual discrimination all the way up to sexual assault and harassment. The lawsuit goes so far as to state that certain actions led to suicide, or one of one developer following a trip with her supervisor. As detailed in the lawsuit documents found, and there's a link there if you want to, if you, if you choose to go there, in the Game Informer article, the report alleges that Activision has many women fending off unwanted sexual comments and being groped during what is being called a "cube crawl." In the office, women are subjected to cube crawls in which male employees drink copious amounts of alcohol as they crawl their way through various cubicles in the office, often engaged in inappropriate behavior towards female employees. Male employees proudly come into work hungover, play video games for long periods of time during work, while delegating their responsibilities to female employees, engage in banter about their sexual encounters, talk openly about female bodies, and joke about rape. According to the report, sexual harassment and misconduct even resulted in one woman committing suicide during a work trip with her supervisor who reported it brought butt plugs and lubricant in hopes of coercing her into unwanted relations. As increasingly common reports like this, the report claims that many attempts were made to talk to HR of any sort of resolution to go up the chain of command for assistance. Employees were further discouraged from complaining as human source personnel was known to be close alleged harassers read the lawsuit documents. as a result these complaints female employees were subject to retaliation, including but not limited to being deprived of work on projects unwillingly transferred to different units and selected for layoffs. Uh, also included in the lawsuit is the pay gap between male and female co-workers, which alleges that many women are offered a similar role as a male counterpart, uh, much lower compensation rate. This suit also details opportunities that has been seen primarily going to men first, stifling progressive growth within the company's infrastructure. The document also reports that many women under the Activision Blizzard uh, umbrella felt they need to work harder and longer than their male counterparts for a chance to, for the same opportunities. The lawsuit details specific examples for this one, which can be found uh, on the link here. Uh, and then, of course, they released a statement, which I'm not going to read. So, that, yeah, uh, this was revealed over the weekend, and um, it's ugly. And, um, and I think what disgusts me even more about this is that now, like some people say, well, not everybody, you know, did the things they did allegedly, right? Um, but I guarantee you, none of those dudes did nothing to stop it, and if there are a very small margin of them, and allowed it to continue, and I think not all men, right? That's that's, that's always, always, that's the always yeah, it's always the dumber. It's not good no, enough. it's not. Uh, because it's, 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 it's like the thing, if you, if you, if you do nothing to stop evil, you are complicit in evil. Um, you allowed that toxic work environment to happen. And, um, you know, I saw on Twitter going around how like,
2: because you were afraid of losing your job or, you know, your status
1: being lumped in with
2: them or whatever. Congratulations.
1: You let, you let it continue. Congratulations, buddy. You are a part of them, whether you like it or not. Um, like I'm, yeah. As somebody whose father raised him to be respectful to women and to treat them not necessarily like on pedestals or anything like that, but like treat them, treat them, treat them good, don't treat them like trash, it, every time I... And, I, God, I hate to say this every single time because if we talked about it. We talked about the Ubisoft stuff. We talked about it and with, in terms of eSports. It's, fuck, it's everywhere. It disgusts me that they're, that they're most... Pretty much all dudes, let's be real, just see women... As just these objects who are just there to serve them and to basically be their mom, let's face it, a lot of these dudes are probably it, the way I'm reading that article is that they basically treated these women like they're their moms like oh, okay, they'll do my work for me, I can do whatever I can fuck off um and I can do whatever I want to them because i'm I'm in charge here, and that makes me sick um there like there there's a like there's a special place in hell for those kind of people um like like I've I've gotten an employee uh like moved to another store because he would leave a coworker alone like and this goes to anybody this isn't just specific to the, game, to, the to the games industry and I saw some people like saying on twitter like oh it's just Activision and Blizzard I guarantee you this happens at your favorite studio whether and you just don't hear about it and that's the scary thing we just know about it because the the uh, California is is doing an investigation. Day. It's the only reason we know about it. But to say that it doesn't happen at certain places because it's some mythical place like some people were a populi of of Japan as like as like a haven. I'm like, you have no idea what's going on there, and you're just idolizing shit. Don't do that. Like, if you, I'm gonna, and I said this before, I'll say it again. If you as a man sees your coworker, your friend, do this shit. Call them the fuck out. If if any, and I'm telling this to you because I know you guys tell it to me and any of my friends listening. If I find out you are doing these things to people, to marginalize minorities, to marginalize women, you're done. Fuck the friendship. You're done because you clearly didn't respect me enough to respect what I what I believe to be true. Your friendship, your friendship with that person, should not be above somebody else's own life. In this case.
2: It's, it's not that hard to treat people as equals. Yeah. Like, that is the bare minimum you should be expected to do as a person, as a coworker, as an equal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is to treat the people around you with respect. They are not your playthings. They are not just some... some... toy... For you to, to look at and touch and do whatever you want with, they're also people. And if you don't see others like that, you don't deserve anything. <laughs> like, there's no sympathy for your actions. There's, there's no pity for the repercussions that you deserve and probably aren't receiving. Like you can't defend that, and whatever I did, I honestly did not read Activision statement no, about this because I'm sure yeah, it's, it's a not bullshit. corporate. Don't it's
1: not worth it. It's um,
2: Corporate, right? But whatever they're saying about probably you know, um, like minimizing the issue, and oh we we we, we think it's very important that people are seen as equal and diverse and blah like. Clearly, they don't because they wouldn't have let it get right. this bad. I think, wh- like, it's not that widespread to the point where you know you're actively suing them over
1: it, and no one knows what's going on.
2: <laughs> They're just trying right. to hide
1: it. I think. I think what sickens me is is the is the cube crawls like that. When I first read that over the weekend, like my stomach turned. I'm like, how is I don't like, and I, and it's, you know, I understand like why, but like, it just sickens me that no, no guy said, no, stop. But I guess they were all too fucking busy getting drunked off and being fucking rock stars in their stupid video game fantasy. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Showing up to work drunk. Bad. Discriminating your fellow coworkers. Bad. Pawning off your work on other people. Bad. Playing games all day instead of doing your work. Bad. Bad. All four of those things together in a
1: single day. How? <laughs> and, and it's and it's, and it's it seems like it's an entire like o- it's like an office ritual, and that's the terrifying yeah. part. Like like like, it, and, and like when you use the word, you don't use that phrasing frat boy mentality lightly. You don't. Um, like that 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 should paint a picture in your head of what these women are dealing with. Um, like, I I know I, we should usually say be better, do better, but at this point, you can't be much worse at this point. Like, seriously call it the fuck out. Fuck at the, if your job is not worth it, that you're willing to sacrifice your, your female coworkers life. I hate to see, I, I hate to see what the inside of your mind looks like. That you have to justify in yourself that you couldn't speak, you couldn't speak up, that you couldn't do anything, because your your job meant that much to you that you just said fuck your other coworker. It's all about me. Um, there's I, it's, I I don't know if y'all have anything else to say other than that this is just, uh, this is just anger inducing. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and then now you guys like like I say like like most like dudes are trash and it's it's it largely starts at at home you know with that with that dumb mentality um and and I'm I'm very glad that I was uh, I don't use this word all the time but I think in this case it makes sense I was very blessed to be born to a father who told me at a young age to not raise your hand at a woman to treat women with respect to treat people with respect in general and 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 to and to and to stand up when you and to stand up when you see things wrong. I and understand why I call him Superman. Um, so you know, nothing nothing can excuse what happened, and unfortunately, it's probably happening at studios that we're not even aware about. And that's yeah. I and that's the oh, most yeah. terrifying. They just got yeah, caught, and that's the most terrifying part. Is like how how like how that that, that that's a nest that needs it needs to be uncovered. Like everybody, I don't even know how you root it out, because it, like it's a whole it's a whole company that's doing it that perpetrated it. How do you root that out? How do you, you can't just say fire them because obviously the the leads didn't give a shit about it, HR didn't give a shit about it. Like you literally have to tear everybody out. Everybody has to go. I mean, Ubisoft was caught a year ago and they haven't right, approved. exactly, um, and. I apologize if this is abrupt, but I'm going to say this. This is kind of in like because just just going forward, uh, we will not be covering anything Blizzard or Activision for the foreseeable forever. They're done. I don't want to talk about their games. I don't want to bring up anything because as far as I'm aware, uh, that company is gone. I've obviously never been an Activision or Blizzard fan. I know Justin is. I know... I'm not sure about Tyler unfortunately, but not really. as per this website, there will be no coverage for them because they do not deserve coverage and I understand that's a that's very much a a ha- a hollow thing to do, but to me, if there's one thing i can't i there's not much I can do in this situation other than to deny them my own money and to deny them any kind of coverage that they feel like they are entitled to um
2: The fact that this news all came out and they announced a huge, like, crash game collection to try to drown out the media is just... Like, they know exactly what they're doing. And that kind of thing is the way you bury bad press. So, giving them any kind of news still puts them in the spotlight, positive or negative,
1: and they don't deserve that. So I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah, so, like, again, if you... you know, I'm not like Nizana, I'm not gonna go to Justin's stream if he wants to play Diablo 2. I'm not gonna go after people who are gonna play. I'm not gonna. That's too much. You do what you do. You already whatever. Um, but going, it's just it's like we're not gonna cover unless it's pertaining to this lawsuit specifically. There will be no coverage on their on their on their games or news related stuff. It they're done. Um, so I apologize uh, if that was heavy handed for people. I know I know I, I tend to do that, but I feel like. I feel like as a responsibility as a podcast host even as we don't really have that we don't have the biggest listener base compared to like some others but I feel like it's my responsibility to put these stories out there to as many people as possible cuz just because you heard the news doesn't mean other people hear the news. So I just feel like we need to use that voice uh for, a for- to as a force for good versus ignoring it because I know some podcasts are ignoring it. Um, I'm not going to, you know, no reason to throw shade at anybody, but I'm not going to do that. Uh, so, uh, stomach churning. That's that's really all that needs to be said. Uh, any last words, guys, before we uh, move on to some light-hearted stuff? Nope. Alright. No. Um. Let's move on to some things. As, apparently, we have a live-action Pokemon series in development. Uh, Netflix is... Uh, this is a this is co- uh, working coordination with Netflix and headed up by Lucifer's Joe Henderson. This is according to Variety. Henderson is slated to write and executive produce the live-action adaptation he's currently co sher running. Uh, Lucifer uh, reports saying that the series aiming to re- replicate Detective Pikachu, um, uh, the one that's starring Ryan Reynolds and Justice Smith. And... Justice Smith, um, and so henderson previous no yeah pretty much it's like they're they're doing it and they want to replicate the style the article's kind of like a little there but that's that's kind of bold yeah uh well especially considering like that was an expensive
2: movie that did not make its money back yeah. so they're not going to have that budget and they're wanting to maintain that look like the pokemon are the most expensive
1: part of it yeah I don't know how that's gonna look yeah. good. Probably not, you know, unless they change. Probably, they probably won't have the same animation. So I think what maintains that feel. I think they just they want if they can try to maintain that feeling of like they like maybe change the like the obviously the the budget's not gonna be as big. They'll probably change the animation to where like maybe they look a little more cartoony. You know, not they won't take as much time mm-hmm. to animate, um, uh, and. But kind of that, that gritty lived-in. Yeah, it probably more. won't have that. Uh, maybe more a cartoony aesthetic. Um, then again, with uh, reports coming out that Netflix doesn't really pay its uh, animators that well, who knows how this is even going to go. Um, but, I mean, uh, I'd, be, I'd be down for this just because, like, I really liked The Deck of Pikachu. It, it did a good job of capturing the world that they live in, but without being constrained to the, to the video games that you're so used to. Mm -hmm. Um, so I like the idea of
2: telling stories in that world without just like having, you know, a trainer going to each gym, like see other people in the world and like what they're up to, like how Pokemon just, you know, take, uh, like (laughs) our, our slaves in, in the workplace, probably like, you know, how they have like Machokes, like, uh, helping in construction and moving crews and stuff like that. Um I want to see more of that and maybe even tackle some of those like heavier topics of, you know, pokemon labor laws and that yeah. kind of thing. I I would I would like to um, see
1: like a day in the life of a pokemon breeder, like what are those people's lives like, you know? Like how like like or the daycare, like what's it like running a daycare full of baby pokemon that turn so into huge fucking... monsters? Yeah, exactly. That like Yeah. I, w- I would like to see that. Like the, I think I remember, like you know, you used to look at Pokemon like just through the anime and through the game, and like, how could you turn the sh- Pokemon to a show or to a movie? And I think Detective Pikachu really opened that up. Or like, no, this yeah. there's a whole like there's like different like like what how does a sea captain in the pokemon world work what's it like working pokemon on a cruise ship or like a like you could do fuck here's my pitch pokemon work a hotel like it's just a one guy and his all his uh workers are are pokemon they manage this big hotel in one of the big cities like saffron or or like any of the other eight big cities in the other regions you know I think that would be interesting.
0: Or probably, like, Undercover Boss, where they have, like, a Pokemon in disguise as, like, a human worker and like, different jobs or something. So, you know, That would be even better. That'd be kind of funny, actually.
1: Yeah, no, no, no yeah. details on this, but, like, the fact that they're even talking about it, I think that says a lot. Yeah, that's cool. All right, um... I'd watch it. So, uh, let's let's go into this one. This is actually pretty cool. Uh, I mean, it's not cool because the Olympics are disgusting for even happening this year, but, you know, we're not, I'm not going to dwell too much on that. I just need to state that. Um, uh, I think I have to, I have to state that. Uh, the opening, I I was really confused because the opening ceremony happened, but I thought the games had already started because I kept seeing results. I'm like, wait, hold on. (laughs) What's going on? Um... So the Olympics officially kicked off in in Tokyo, um, and they had the opening ceremony, which is like that's all, that was always my favorite part of the Olympic Games. Um, you know, you see all the color, all the all the uh, the country's flags, and you know it's it's a really cool ceremony. Like as a person who likes sports, uh, I like the ceremony part. It's 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 so cool, like the pageantry. Not so much this year, but uh, there was a reason for nerds to tune in because uh, they played some video game music. For each different country that came out, um, so this is coming from I guess Shaq News. Um, uh, uh, so during thanks to COVID, uh, the, the the Olympics were postponed uh, to uh, to this year. Now the vaccinations have begun spreading throughout the globe. Olympic ceremonies are being res- restarted, even though Japan is only like eleven percent vaccinated. Um, despite the belated start to the festivities, Japan was ready to present a lavish opening ceremony for viewers around the world. As is customary, ceremonies the traditional parade of nations celebrates the athletes from each participating country. In a fun twist, this year's Parade of Nations featured various selections of video game music uh, to accompany the various national teams as they marched to the Olympic Stadium in Tokyo, carrying flags and placards. The musical accompaniment in the parade included multiple tracks of video games tunes that were written in Japan. Uh, we were comp- uh, we kind of find a list. So they played uh, Dragon Quest is th- three, the, the, you know, the iconic theme, dun, 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 dun. uh, they played the Victory Vanfare for Final Fantasy, they played, uh, a, a song from Tales of Zestaria, they played Proof of a Hero, which, that, I was, that one, I actually, um, my aunt was watching it, and I was, I walked by the TV, I'm like, why the fuck do I hear proof of a hero? They're leave my switch on, and I'm like, they're playing at the Olympics, and like I had to like can like tell her why what's going on. They played the Kingdom Hearts Olympic Coliseum, which that's fritting, fritting, fitting. fitting. They played frogs theme, Chrono Trigger, um, which which is like that's like the god Jesus Christ that that got that got me so good. Um, they played some Ace Combat, Monster Hunter Four music. We got Robo's theme. They played Starlight Zone from Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, Second best which theme in that game. This was all like
2: Japanese uh, produced music, and I did not realize that Sonic the Hedgehog music was from yeah.
0: the
1: Japanese. Uh, they were actually video.
0: composed cool. by a Japanese uh, pop band when they were uh, making Sonic One.
1: Of course, huh. they had the Final Fantasy. You know the. the, the, the you know the. You know, so like that's like the mm-hmm. fin- They played the Final Fantasy national anthem at at the Olympics. So uh, they played "Brave New Stage of History" from Soul Calibur. So like I know I, that's when I first saw it. Was like I saw a lot of these Soul Caliber hits. I follow on Twitter. Blow the fuck up uh, like I, I that's that's I, I it, it doesn't mention the article, but there was near Automata music that was played in it too. Which I'm like, what the fuck? How am I not gonna mention near Automata? Um, like oh, uh, they did near song of the did i miss that oh i'm stupid okay my apologies um okay yeah no okay yeah there you go there you go um and and something from the saga series so like yeah i I think that's as nerds who don't like you know i had to see i luckily i muted the term sports ball so i muted i didn't see that shit but i like that's that's really cool and like it kind of shows that you know fucking video game music like is is sick and, like, these yeah, composers man. who worked who worked hard, you know, sometimes decades ago, if not recently, their, their their compositions are just as beautiful as the stuff you hear on the radio or in a live concert.
0: Yeah, man. And
2: uh... wasn't there, like, some guy at the Olympics wearing, like, a Sonic outfit for a race or That's something? Game, but... No, I thought I saw something. Like, I don't know if it was actually at the Olympics, but... There was like a like a race where like a guy was in Sonic. Cosplay. I think that
0: was in Mario and Sonic at the Olympic 2020. There, games.
1: there is. That, I think you might saw an ad for a game because there is a, there is a Summer <sighs> Olympic game coming out where you can play Sonic's in it, and he's like Sonic cosplay. So it's probably that. But um, what are you going to say, Tyler? Oh, okay. I see what you mean. That, my, yeah, it side. also
0: brings up the argument that yes, indeed, video game music is in fact music, and fuck anyone else that says otherwise.
1: Yeah, um, except for you, Persona Five fan, who Kyle, won't shut up about Persona Five <laughs> and keep saying that the JRPG genre was dead before Persona Five. Shut the fuck up, Tim. Nobody wants to hear from you anymore. Um... Yeah, that was yeah, a dumb was, take. Is I don't even know that guy's name's Tim, but you know whatever, Tim. I feel like Tim is the. Per- it's probably yeah. Kyle. I feel like Tim or Kyle is the perfect. Go- like you know what? You're, you you had a bad take. You're Tim now. Fuck your name. You're Tim. For me, it's Jerry. Yeah. Yeah, Jerry's also a good one. Jerry, no, Jerry's the Fucking person Jerry. who who like you told him to go get milk and and then he, you tell him oh um get get six bread oh get uh, if they have bread get six and then he he comes back with six bread um or something like that. there's a joke about that like after nope it's six, six milks. milk he comes back with six milk and he says they exactly. had bread <laughs> and he just there and I'm like Jerry come on man anyways yeah Jerry's the endearing yeah, he idiot.
2: Loved you love Larry, the yeah. Yeah. with the hardcore he actually Kyle
1: is the douche with the hot takes Jerry yeah. you won't have around because Jerry Jerry will make it interesting entertaining but speaking of yeah. interesting and entertaining it is time for Cartoon Network oh Smash Draft Battle ding, um alright so
2: let me Google Cartoon
1: Network. Yes, shows. do that right now. Um, so last week, I feel like we had a fun enough time with making Disney a Disney roster. So I figured, well, let's do the other cartoon equivalent of it, and we're primarily going to stick to animated, just because Car- it's Cartoon Network. They they are known oh, for that. Um, uh, what did you pick a live action character?
0: Uh, no, I didn't actually.
1: Okay, and if so. I did,
0: it would be Andrew WK for obvious
1: reasons. <laughs> He's the announcer. He's the announcer. (laughs) Um, That's for sure. Uh, All right, so, and and I think the only thing to say is that, like, no anime. I feel like that's easy. I know Cartoon Network aired on Toonami. No Adult Swim, so this is pretty much going to be Cartoon Network properties. I understand there's a crash, there's a game out there already, but this is our fucking list. So we're going to pick it. Who knows, it might end up being similar to that one. Um, So we're going to go with, I think, I think you guys want to go 15 or 20 this time. Oof, uh, we can't do more than Disney. Okay. Yeah. Alright, fair enough. So, uh, let us start like we did last time. Tyler, I think I know who you're going to uh, pick, but who are you picking first?
0: Uh, my first pick is going to be Dexter from Dexter's Laboratory, uh, piloting his uh, smaller robot mech, obviously, because... He's way too small to fight on his own. Uh, He's the first uh, Cartoon Network uh, show that uh, I remember from my youth, and I still love that show very much. Uh, I feel like uh, with his uh, mass knowledge and expertise with robotics and lasers and stuff, uh, Dexter would be a pretty good fit.
1: Okay, uh, not to mention, his super could probably be that time him and his family become fucking Power Rangers. Yes. Uh, and they find out he has uh, he has his own kind of thing. Justin, you are the Cartoon Network novice here, so I'm curious to see who you pick. Who is your set? Who is your first pick? Yeah. <clears throat> I have a list pulled up, and
2: I probably need to find a better one. But while I continue looking, I'm first going to go with the Powerpuff Girls.
1: You know what, I'll allow it. Um, there, yeah, there'll be one. There, there'll be like a, a, a stance character. You can switch it out between any one of them.
2: Yeah, that's what I was thinking, is it would be like Pokemon Trainer where you swap between them. Um, but like there's also kind of like a tag in system, um where like they they uh work with each other's moves, kind of like how the
1: Ninja Turtles work in Injustice. Right, right, right. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and, and for the, for, with the exception of Blossom getting like ice powers that one time, the Powerpuff Girls largely have the same power set. They fly. They're super strong. They're, they don't really have. I'd anything. imagine
0: that they'd have varying um, speeds and powers uh, between the three of them. Like Buttercup would always be obviously be the physically strongest. Uh, Bubble right, right, probably right, Be the fastest, and Blossom would be that like you, the can, you can
1: you can yeah that you can uh, attribute to like um like you can you can tweak with that, but in terms of like actual powers, they're all the same. Um, yeah. my next pick. I'm surprised you didn't pick this one, Ty because I feel like he's the poster boy for this. It's Samurai Jack. He's yeah. uh, he's got to be in this game. Yes, like absolutely. like the definitive wandering time traveling samurai. Watch out, you know. Like seriously, if you haven't seen Samurai Jack? It's like it's oh, it so, so fucking cool. good. It it was it was one of the coolest shows uh, ever. It's uh, still never is. S- yeah. It's and yeah. I still need to play that game they released last year. Uh um, yeah, it's really it just, never, it just never released at a good time, uh, or it went on sale at a good time. All right, so I feel like okay, that's three pretty big hitters right off the bat. Two, three pretty big iconic character group of characters, and with Dexter and Samurai Jack. Uh, just uh, Tyler, Tyler back to Tyler. Who, who's who's pick number four?
0: Uh, pick number four for me is going to be what? Another sword character, Finn and Jake from Adventure Time. <laughs> Uh, okay. They have, a, they have a pretty good little, little
1: modern, little modern care- yeah, finally modern. a modern character <laughs>
0: uh, I'd love me some adventure time man uh, Finn and Jake are incredibly entertaining Tyler? and I feel like uh, oh, if no. it's one or the other it just wouldn't make oh, sense no. uh, well, Finn obviously so. would use a sword and uh, he probably could probably use up. Jake to transform into like different objects <laughs> and use the stretchy powers so
1: that'd be pretty fun okay cool Finn and Jake, nice. I'll, I'll allow that. Justin, who is gonna who is pick number five? Uh, um
2: okay. I'm just gonna go with Johnny Bravo. Okay, that's fair. Uh you you had said before we started that he might be canceled or like ineligible or whatever. But I honestly think that yeah. they could. Make to the him monkey. Work. This is fun. Um, this is just this monkey. <laughs> to the monkey.
1: <laughs> to the monkey.
2: <laughs> yeah, like I, I think he would he would have kind of a, well, he's super uh, strong. He'd be similar to like Lucario, where he gets more powerful as he's beaten up more because <laughs> he always gets beaten up by the girls um, he hits on. Yeah, so like he would have kind of a beat up meter. Um, so like as he takes more hits, I don't know, maybe his hair gets bigger or something, and there's like there's you know there's some kind of visual cue,
0: um. You're, the but, way yeah, you describe that have... kind of reminds me of Jafaeli from Divekick, where every time he wins around, his head gets bigger.
1: Hmm. Okay,
2: I I don't have a lot to say about him because I mean I I can't really think of like a proper move
0: set. He has um, to do the poses uh, every time he uh, does an a, a attack animation, like in Singapore yeah. and Smash Ultimate. Yeah. Exactly.
1: All right, so that's pretty good. So right now, rounding up the first quarter of the roster, we have Dexter from Dexter's Lab, the Powerful Girls as a unit, Samurai Jack, Finn and Jake, and Johnny Bravo. So uh, I'm gonna pick a villain, and Tyler already picked his his nemesis. So there's only other one evil genius who could be in this game. I'm picking Mandark to be <laughs> in this game.
0: <laughs>
1: yes, the loser. Um, of of it, Dexter's nemesis. I feel like if you have Dexter, you gotta have Man and I feel like yes. his inventions are different enough that it would he would be fun enough to play. And he, and again, his 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 blues would hurt a lot more. Yeah. Okay. Tyler, pick number seven goes to you. Who's number seven?
0: Number seven is going to be the luckiest of uh, all the Cartoon Network characters. Courage, the Cowardly Dog. Uh, I feel like you gotta have like the goofball with all the wacky animations, and I can't think of anybody wackier. Uh, As for a moveset, uh, I'm having trouble thinking of one because he's not really that much of a fighter. Actually, no, I'm lying. He could probably pull out random cartoon items like he would in the show and uh, probably use his uh, unique uh, frightened animations as attacks as well. That'd be pretty funny.
1: Transformations.
0: Yeah, that's true, too.
2: Like, kind of changing yeah. shape. <laughs> you stole my next oh. pick, so. <laughs> I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> we didn't concert with, with each other about this. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, that's, I think, that's a good addition. Um, who's pick number eight, Justin? Now that you had your other pick stolen. Uh,
2: now I'm scrambling. Um. <sighs> I I'll be honest, I don't know anything about him, but I feel like we have to do Ben 10. Yeah, that's Ooh, a that's pretty that's that's a pretty big one, yeah. Which
0: one though? Uh young Ben 10 or the older one from Alien Force voiced by Yuri Lowenthal? I don't
1: you know. We'll go with the young one for simplicity's sake because okay. that's the one everybody likes more.
0: I like Yuri Lowenthal Ben.
1: Yeah.
2: I'm just like I don't know this character. I've seen like the, you know, DVD boxes at Walmart and stuff. Um I'm just saying he seems like the perfect kind of character Absolutely. for a fighting game. Uh,
0: his whole gimmick is that he transforms into uh, a whole bunch of different alien superheroes. So, kind of like uh, mm-hmm. the Powerpuff Girls uh, switching into each other, I feel like he'd have like a sort of transformation gimmick. Kind of like Shulk's Minato Arts, uh, I would think. Although the transformations themselves would be pretty limited.
1: Okay. All right. Neat. This one I want to put in because I think it'd be pretty great and it's pretty funny. Um, Fuck. Hmm. This is, and this version is not the 1960s version. This version, this is not the Hanna-Barbera version, so you may know where I'm going with this. This is the talk show host with the most. I'm putting in Space Ghost Coast Coast to Coast. Let's fucking go. Let's put Space Ghost in this fucking game. Let's go. (laughs)
0: That'd be awesome, actually. He's
1: not, and his on Cartoon Network, so it counts because he yeah, was, was not gonna on ask Adult that. Swim. Harvey Birdman does not count because that was an Adult Swim show. Yes, Space Ghost counts because yes, because Space Ghost is awesome, and he's he, like visually a cool design—the cool white costume, the yellow cape, the black cowl. Come on, dog! He shoots lasers. Exactly, Space Ghost, and he can argue okay. like his super move is like he just takes you to. His, the, the the studio and he takes to the
0: studio the... and he uh, and he uh, verbally confuses the opponent into submission
1: <laughs> exactly. Remember oh, that one that.
0: episode where his uncle was played by Macho Man Randy yes! Savage.
1: I was going to bring that up. Like either that or like one of his moves is like his uh, his uh, his uh, his uncle uh, Randy Savage. His Randy Savage uncle comes up and beats you and just goes, "Oh yeah, <laughs> so great." Okay. So so far, our, 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 uh, So far, our list consists of Dexter from Dexter's Lab, the Powerpuff Girls, Samurai Jack, Finn and Jake from Adventure Time, Johnny Bravo, <laughs> Man Dark from Dexter's Lab. So that's our only person with our only game, our only series of two reps. Curse the cowardly dog, Ben Ten from Ben Ten, and of course, Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Tyler, who is pick number ten?
0: Pick number ten uh, is an easy one. Uh, I am gonna go with Big Ed from Ed Ed Nettie.
1: Uh, oh, would, just, okay. You're not gonna go, you're just, okay, okay. I feel like so, we
0: have enough interchangeable characters already, and uh, I think right. Ed with 1D makes the most sense. You know, because he's physically the strongest out of all of them. He, uh, and
1: he eats a whole bed in his mouth, so, yeah. Yes.
0: And he also does the most impeccable woodpecker impersonation ever, just slamming <laughs> his face
1: into the ground repeatedly. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. I- or, or his catch, his iconic catchphrase, I like chickens, Eddie. Butter toast. Butter and toast. He, That's how he enters the battle. He just says, butter toast. Here.
0: No, the way he enters is, uh, going through, uh, that hole in the door just, like, oh, sinks his whole body through. <laughs> just squeeze. <laughs> it's
1: a good pick. Yeah, it's a good pick. Okay. I feel bad for Justin because we're laughing at these references. He has no idea what we're fucking talking about. Justin, who is pick number eleven?
2: Okay, it's it's it's, it is my turn for a bit of a deep. That's fine. Um, I'm I'm going to go with super super okay pick. Oh, that's okay. Super power
0: chicken.
2: I love it. (laughs) God damn it! All these. So, ah. Cow and Chicken was one of the few shows I watched, not realizing it was a it was a Cartoon Network show. Um, I just found it on this list, and was like, oh, yeah. Uh, so I, I thought about doing, like, kind of a Wario-type thing, where, like, you play as Cow, and then, like, you know, transforms into Super Cow. But I think it'd be more fun just yeah. to be Super Cow.
0: I was thinking the red guy, honestly, but um, I think Super Cow would be a better pick. I thought yeah. that,
2: too, but there there would probably be issues with the rating um because of red guy's propensity to not yeah. wear pants um and i like the idea of the superhero alter yeah. ego specifically like i picture him like coming into into battle as
0: carol it would be absolutely funny if then... she used chicken as like a beat stick like that would make <laughs> uh way too much sense yeah i'm i'm sure
2: chicken would come into play um but it,
1: it, the the fighter would be yeah. Sort of oh yeah else. for sure for sure all right so my next pick comes from Codename Kids Next Door because I know this is Ooh. very popular I didn't watch too much but I'm gonna pick number one A.K.A Nigel who, who's voiced by Benjamin Diskin um, nice. so there's that I did not know That's he voiced num- number one so yeah he's also number-, number two is he number two I did not know that so yeah, yeah he's no, both of no. them. Hold on, hold on. I put number two in the chat because I threw me <laughs> off. So, number one from, I feel like Codename Kids Next Door, I didn't watch it too much. I remember it was on, but I didn't watch it a lot. I feel like if I'm going to pick any one of them, it's got to be the main hero, the main, the leader. So, yeah. yeah.
0: That makes sense. I would pick number four, honestly, but number one's also a really good pick.
1: They, I, I would imagine, like, I would design um, it to, like they're all part of his move set somehow, so they would all get a, a that's time. That's sick.
2: So, point of contention while I'm looking for my next pick uh, is Transformers no, allowed. No, it's
1: because it's not Cartoon Network originally.
2: I mean, there, there are, there's multiple series that were N- only on Cartoon nope.
1: Network that were, like, made nope. for Cartoon Red Network. No, Red Flag. Nope, no Transformers. because that a, that... All right, nope. just making sure, because that's why that's why I made the difference to make that Space Ghost was the '94 version, not the Hanna Barbera version. So, okay, there.
2: I mean, that still sounds like a
1: it's a a, it's a, a loophole. G- I, I never yeah. said it wasn't it wasn't gay, okay, but it's better. like the... I'm just saying, like it should be a similar loophole because it was a cartoon nope. network show. Nope, nope, you cannot have Optimus Prime. But uh, Tyler. Who is pick? Who is pick number thirteen? Who is unlucky number thirteen?
0: Number thirteen is gonna be probably the unluckiest of the bunch. Uh, it is going to be Grim from the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy.
1: Yes,
0: uh, obviously that's a really good pick because he is obviously the Grim Reaper using his scythe and uh, magical abilities. And I'd imagine that Billy and Mandy would come in to annoy him for several attacks as well. Oh sure, and uh, yeah. And you also have to have uh, Greg Eagles do his Ross Safarian accent, because that's exactly how Grimm do. So okay. yeah, that's going to be my last pick.
1: I get the original voice actor for, uh, for, for Grimm. Alright, Justin, you have pick number 14. You have the penultimate pick. Who's number 14?
2: Okay, so once again, I know nothing about the show. Never seen it. But I feel like we can't get away with a list that doesn't include a Steven Universe. This is going to be, though? I don't <laughs> know. Um, so, just reading through descriptions, I feel like Amethyst is the coolest pick. Um, just because it says... But? Uh, she, has, she has her gem on her chest, which she uses to summon her whip. She usually shapeshifts a lot. Like both of those things sound really cool.
0: Yeah, from what I understand, Steven can do that as well as long as uh as well as do other stuff. Uh, he is the main guy after all. I guess. Yeah, I feel like Steven would make the most sense. I wanted,
2: I wanted more female representation.
1: So are we going with Ameth- Amethyst? I don't know or who are we going with.
2: I mean, I guess we could do Steven Universe. It just seems like a safe pick. Just Stephen.
1: Yeah, okay. Sure. I feel like yeah, because he's like their he's like their cow right now, or maybe or like I guess uh, the new pop with the new kids.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna. This is the last pick. Um, and this this one might be a cheat, but I don't care. Um, because. Oh, sorry. You well, to it's a, well, number one, it's a Cartoon Network original, so it's it's only cheating in the sense that like it takes multiple characters to pilot this thing. I am picking my mm. final pick will be the robot the from Mega Mega's XLR. Yes,
2: I knew you were going there. I had that show pulled up, and then I got distracted by Steven
1: oh. Universe, because I realized we're on our last so, page. I yeah. dig
0: giant robots. You dig giant robots. Does it have a name? Six Is it just? Giant-
1: it's just XLR, right?
0: It, it's just Megas.
1: Okay. I'll just put Mega XLR. So yeah, that the main hero robot, that one, I know that was a very popular show. I feel like, hey, we don't have a giant robot mech. Let's get it in there.
2: Uh, MEGA stands for Mechanized Earth Guard Attack Extral- System. And then,
1: so that okay. is its name. MEGA XLR. All right, cool. All right. Well, I obviously I think the Disney one has a much wider net because we could pull from live action and various movies. <laughs> but in terms of beloved cartoons from Cartoon Network, I believe this is a solid roster. So let's run down that roster. Starting off with Dexter from Dexter's Lab. Then the Powerpuff Girls, followed by Samurai Jack. Then Finn and Jake, with Johnny Bravo following after that. Then Mandark, the only villain on this on on this on this whole fucking game so That We'll do well, a I mean, whole... Well,
0: I mean, Grimm could be considered kind of evil.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would count that, yeah. Maybe we'll do a whole DLC pass where it's just nothing but Cartoon Network villains like him from the Powerpuff Girls. Oh, no, they wouldn't be able to... Mojo Jojo, him would never Mojo be able to make it... Mojo Jojo's
0: it's... the safer bet. Yeah,
1: him... I mean... Johnny Bravo is arguably yeah, his own yeah. villain. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but Courage <laughs> the Cowardly Dog, Ben 10, Space Coast, Coast to Coast, Ed from Ed and Ed Super Cow, Ed with one D, Super Cow, Number One from and Kids Next Door, Grim from uh, Grim and Mandy, The Adventures of Grim and... What is it? The Venge- Adventures the of Bill, and, of and, Bill and, Mandy. and Mandy. Steven from Steven Universe, and the robot from Megas XLR. So... I think that's a pretty like. Granted, I know there's like a couple of new shows we probably missed out on, but hey, listen, we're making this game. <laughs> yeah, we're we're boomers as far as yeah. Cartoon network goes. Okay. Yeah, because I don't know any of them, I was trying to go towards the newer uh, stuff, but listen, they. <sighs> I mean, the they, they got are... they got their Steven Universe rep, and that's all they need. No OKKO, no none of the other stuff. Um, you've got your Steven Universe rep, shut up. We'll charge you $15, $25 for the DLC pass, so you might get OKKO or whatever. Yeah,
0: this this list was way easier on me, because I grew up on a whole bunch of these shows, so it just came naturally.
1: All right, I think that's going to do it for tonight's episode. Uh, so, Justin... Plug your benevolency, please. Um, not sure what all that means, but
2: you can find me if you look for Zero Score on Twitter or YouTube or Twitch. I started saying that weird, so I figured I should just commit. Um, I still have my Wretched and Clank Ripped Apart video out, it hasn't gone anywhere. Um, it's doing pretty well, but you know physically it hasn't gone anywhere um and like i said at the beginning i'm working on my next one which will be kind of a um a critical analysis of metroid other m um so look forward to that and then me and ben are probably finishing up resident evil 5 on thursday (laughs) and i guess we're going to continue on resident evil 6 (laughs) you like i made you watch a bad movie so you can make me
1: play a bad game i guess yeah. Oh, I had something much worse entitled for you, but I declined to do that. Uh-oh. But, yeah. Maybe maybe I'll hold it in my back pocket for something else. Tyler! W- where is he according to me? Okay. Tyler, plug your stuff, please.
0: You can follow me on Twitter at hey it's That's I. Check the pin tweet to take you to my YouTube channel, uh, where the home of uh, Tire Shoes Reviews where I reviewed old-ass fighting games for your amusement. We also have Atomic Chart, which is... We just recorded the last episode, uh, much to Ben's discharging. Uh, so yeah, expect that. It's a fun time.
1: All right, and you can follow me at twitter.com slash marvellous. for all things related to the self-proclaimed marvelous one. Uh, I stream four times a week now, apparently, because fuck me, right? Twitch.tv/slash Iggy2814. Uh, I stream Sundays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays all at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, and of course Thursdays with Justin at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Sundays are Mass Effect Sundays. Tuesday are Sonic Adventure. Although we're coming in, and we're gonna, we're actually gonna beat it this. Hopefully, beat it this week, and then uh, yes. go right into Sonic Adventure Two. Uh, you can already hear the theme song you're playing. You can't stop it. And of course, Wednesdays are my. Wednesdays are my are my RPG night, are my JRPG nights. So we're playing Grandia. We're nearing the halfway point of the game. I'm so I'm so happy that I get to play for people, and people are having a good time watching watching it with me. It's it's God, it's, it's a feeling you don't get too much on Think, think Out on Twitch. And of course, re five shenanigans with uh, with with uh, Justin. We're gonna take down Wesker, and as I continue to break Justin for not shooting people in the knees. Crash. Um, um, and of course, go to ChartShot.com for all ChartShot content. Remember, we have three different feeds: ChartShot games, ChartShot movies, and watch watchalongs. Um. If you're having issue on Google uh, Podcast for downloading our stuff, I think I fixed that. Uh, it seems to be working on my end. So let me know if you have any problems. But we're pretty much available anywhere. Um, and uh, leave us a review. Um, and of course, uh, you can check out Cinema Shot. Uh, the last episode just came out uh, that Todd and I did was Son of Batman, uh, which chronicles Batman realizing that oh shit, I have a kid with the with the uh, I have a kid. I have a kid. Talia, with the deadliest is not assassin. my lover. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, so go go listen to that. We just recorded our our latest episode, and that'll be out right uh, right after uh, this one comes out. Uh, but thank you all for listening, and we will see you all next week for another episode of the Charts at the Gamescast. And remember, no matter what, guys, stay charged. Have a good night, everybody.
2: Cartoon, cartoons, and the next episode we're going to be breaking down a TGIF <laughs> smash game. That's a deep Oops, all boy meets world is what I like to call it. <laughs> <laughs>